What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here to review X-Men The Last Stand, the third movie in the original trilogy for X-Men. It is the not, not the most controversial movie out of all the X-Men movies, but out of the original trilogy, I remember it getting the most hate. Everybody hated this movie. And it gets trashed on so much. And I'm going to explain to you why it gets trashed on so much. But my opinion might not be exactly what you think it will be. I actually just finished recording a review for Alien 3. And it's interesting watching these movies back to back. Like I watched The Last Stand on Sunday. And then I watched Alien 3 today on Monday. It's interesting because both are not good movies by any means. But one is so bad it's good, and one is so bad it's just bad. I will not give you spoilers on what I'm going to have, what my opinions of this movie will be. But just real quick, before we get into the review, I want to say what our near future is. We're coming up on one year as a podcast, and we got several series going on. I'm reviewing all the Alien movies and the X-Men franchise as well. So Aliens, Alien 1, 2, 3, and 4, Alien Covenant, Prometheus, and the AVP movies. And then on the X-Men side, the two trilogies, plus Dark Phoenix, plus Deadpool 1 and 2, plus the Wolverine movies. So a bunch of X-Men movies. I don't expect to be done with this for, for a while, but that's okay. I love X-Men and I'm really enjoying the series up till now. Whereas Alien, nah, I'm not having too much fun with that series. So I'm ready for that series to be over with. But whatever series ends first, it's probably going to be Alien. I'm going to be jumping into the Godfather trilogy. And then if that finishes up first or whatever series finishes up next, I'll be jumping into the Lord of the Rings. And then coming up in July, July will be war movies in review. Reviewing nothing but war movies throughout the entire month and then dropping a top 10 episode at the end of the month. I'm doing that with my brother Josh. And then for the rest of the year, we got about three or four more genre series coming up. I got a zombie series that I want to do. Got a horror in review part two. And then we also got a Christmas in review series that I'm going to be doing with my wife. So that's three. I think I may have time for one more review series in there. Uh, a genre series, excuse me. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll be doing some new releases as well as some franchises. And it's going to be a lot of content coming to y'all. We're about to hit episode 100. It's been uh, a hell of a ride doing this each and every week, reviewing movies and then talking about games on our other podcasts. So before we get into this review, just thank you for, for listening to us each and every week. I, I appreciate y'all listening to me just talk about movies every week. It's... It's a passion of mine. I love talking about movies. I may not be, you know, into like oh editing and composing and just know all the ins and outs of movies, but I love talking about movies. But if you would like to uh, consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two and support us at any of those tiers and you get access to a slew of content, uh, bonus, bonus episodes, you get uncut, unrated content. We don't cut out any jokes on any of the content for Patreon, uh, whereas the public version, uh, it's a little bit toned down, I have to say. And so go to patreon.com slash two game. 
we would greatly appreciate your support. It'll help us get better equipment to, in return, give you better content. But regardless, thank you for listening to us each and every week. I will never be able to tell you how much I appreciate it. So let's jump into the X-Men The Last Stand. This is the third movie out of the original trilogy. The human government develops a cure for mutations, and Jean Grey becomes a darker, uncontrollable persona called the Phoenix, who allies with Magneto, causing escalation into an all-out battle for the X-Men. This movie is directed by Brett Ratner, who directed the the Rock Hercules movie, uh, Tower Heist, the Rush Hour trilogy, and Red Dragon. Uh, some different movies in there, for, for sure. Uh, it had a budget of $210 million, and it grossed worldwide $460.5 million. It stars basically the same characters as the last two movies. Sir Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, and Sir Ian McKellen. It has a runtime of 1 hour and 44 minutes, which is about 30 minutes shorter than the, uh, the last one. And this movie was released on May 26th. 2006. So the big difference between this movie and the previous two movies is Brian Singer is not back for this one. He directed the first two movies. Uh, he decided against returning for X-Men 3 so that he could go direct Superman Returns. Now, I'm going to be very interested in reviewing that movie because I haven't seen it in a while. But I've had great, I've had fond memories of Super Superman Returns. I know a lot of people crap on that movie for, being, for like nothing ever happening. And I, I get it. it yeah. But the ending is really what makes that movie for me. But it'll be interesting to revisit that movie uh, when we do a Superman in review series. But Brian Singer actually has admitted that he really regrets ever turning down X-Men 3 and finishing out the trilogy and instead going to Superman Returns. So I don't think anybody won in this, this argument, to be honest with you. Rebecca Rominge and James Marsden had reduced roles because they because this movie was rushed into production and the two cast members had prior scheduling conflicts. Uh, at the time it was the most expensive movie ever made at 210 million dollars. This movie was originally intended to be the final X-Men movie featuring any of the original cast. And then 20th Century Fox decided late in post-production to reverse that decision, which led to re-edits and reshoots to make the ending more open-ended. I, I do distinctly remember that when this movie was coming out, they had plans to go into individual spinoffs. I remember there being a Magneto movie, which eventually spun off into the First Class movie, which then led them to do the X-Men Origins movie, which then spun off into its own trilogy. And, I mean, granted, that's probably for the best, if we're being honest, because, I mean, these first three movies, I mean, they're basically just Wolverine movies, if we're really looking at it a certain way. They're basically just Wolverine movies. So just give him his own little trilogy, and then spin it off and make the X-Men their own thing, which, I mean, it gives us a chance to, to look into more of these mutants, more of these different characters, so, I'm all about it. And we got some really, really great Wolverine movies coming up in the future. No future spoilers. Halle Berry initially declined returning, citing lack of character development and a tense relationship with Singer. She agreed to return after the box office bomb of Catwoman and Singer's departure. And they agreed to do a, 
a much more expansive role for her in this movie, which I, I gotta say, out of the three movies, I do like Storm in this movie uh, the most, but I, she's not my favorite character by any means. And allegedly, it cost $35 million to do the visual effects for the Golden Gate sequence. That included a full-scale section of the bridge and adding CGI as well. $35 million at a $210 million budget. That is a significant amount of cheddar. So let's just jump into my general impressions of the movie. This is a bad movie. It really is. It, like I was saying earlier about Alien 3 and this movie, this movie is it's, it's, it's a terrible movie. Both movies are terrible. Okay, let's just get that out the way. There is nothing that I'm about to say in this review that I can defend and argue against. Like, if you watched this movie and you came up to me and you were arguing all the points I'm about to make in this movie, I would go, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like, I can't defend it. There, For some reason, I absolutely love this movie. It is super entertaining, but my God, it is, it's bad. It really is. There... This is just a terribly made movie. And I got to say, coming into this movie, I knew that I I loved it before coming into this movie, but I hadn't seen it in quite a long time. In fact, I hadn't seen it with more of a critical eye. At, so I didn't realize how bad it was. Growing up, I just knew that I loved it, right? So going into this movie, I knew that everybody hated it. They said it was a, just a terrible movie. And after watching it, I completely agree. It's it's god awful. Okay, won't defend it. And to be completely honest, I don't really know of a specific reason of why I love this movie. It's not because it's it's funny, like you know, so bad it's good kind of quality uh, of movies. They're just hilarious. It's not the case. It, it's really not. I I find joy in finally getting an action movie involving the X Men. The first two movies. Yeah, the action got you know amplified a little bit in the second one, but for the most part, the first two movies they don't have a a ton of action in them. This one is an action movie, like through and through an action movie, and I actually really appreciate that. Now, granted, the action looks terrible because there's a ton of CGI in this movie, but it's it's interesting action and. You know, when you've watched these movies for for several years up to this point, and me watching them back-to-back, they kind of flow. They don't flow, you know, perfect by any means, but there is connective tissue throughout this original trilogy, enough connective tissue anyways, that you do care for the characters that are involved in these, in these action scenes. What if this movie was the first movie? God, no. I probably wouldn't like it as much if going into this movie, this was my first time seeing these characters. So I would completely agree with that, that I I would not have the same emotional attachment to this movie if it were the first movie rather than the third movie. I mean, even the second movie. I mean, over the t- course of two movies, I've had this building relationship with all the characters, and I kind of know where their thoughts are, what their what their motivations are. So I do enjoy being having having that emotional attachment in this movie. With that being said, I mentioned motivations uh, specifically just a second ago. All of the characters in this movie 
have different personalities and different motivations. I don't understand it. It's like someone came into this movie and did not watch the first two movies, and they just decided to make their own movie and what they think the characters should say. Oh, yeah, I think Wolverine should say this right then. That would be cool. No, no, because a lot of it just doesn't make any sense. Like, there's the uh, the Xavier scene involving Wolverine where Xavier says to him, well, I don't have to explain myself to anyone, the least of you. And I'm just like, wow, Xavier, you're being a little bit of a dick, dude. And you don't really get that tension. Like, there's just added tension there for no for no reason. It just doesn't make any sense. And so Xavier's kind of out of character. Magneto, who has been smart and and planning, a great planner throughout this entire you know trilogy so far, he's all of a sudden just dumb and just doesn't care about you know Xavier at all. Like he's shown some sort of compassion towards Xavier, uh, but for the most part, he doesn't really care. Like he has like a he has like a little moment in the in the kitchen when Xavier dies that he goes. You know, he's yelling for him to, you know, to not die. But after that, he just gets up and is like, let's go, Gene. Let's go play. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then Mystique, you know, takes a bullet for him. And she gets cured of her mutations. And then he looks at her and just goes, oh, you are beautiful, but you're human. And just walks off. Like, he's been with this character for years. And he shows no emotion towards losing her. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I feel like a lot of these characters have, you know, different personalities and different motivations, not just them. You know, Wolverine is the same exact way. He doesn't act like the same Wolverine from the other two movies. In this one, he doesn't care about anything. Like, he just nonchalantly walking through the danger room exercise. And, like, he just doesn't care. Like, he doesn't want to be there, shows no interest. And then at the flip of a switch, you know... You see Xavier just died, okay? And then your immediate reaction is to always leave. He leaves every movie. Like, I I get it. You know, you work better alone and whatnot. And then they kind of explore that in the uh, Wolverine trilogy, at least. But, you know, Storm is obviously reeling from this. All the students are reeling from this. I don't know. I just I feel like the Wolverine from the first two movies would have would have stayed. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. And then speaking of characters, uh, what happened to Cyclops? I, I distinctly remember loving Cyclops in these movies, but we probably got like five minutes of screen time with him in this movie, just completely thrown away. Uh, this was the most wasted trilogy as far as putting Cyclops in, in, the, in the movies. They just did not utilize him well. And I think James Marsden w- was a great Cyclops. He just did not get much material to work with. And he didn't get a whole lot of screen time. And then Rogue, she's there for all like two minutes. She has this weird plot of being jealous because her boyfriend Bobby, Iceman, is now kind of crushing on this uh, Kitty Pride girl. But it- it's kind of useless because she just goes away and then comes back and she's like I'm all healed now and it's like okay what what did that have to do with the story it just it didn't for me do anything to the story to to elevate it it actually probably hindered a little bit 
And then, I mean, we got. I'm just gonna ramble off of things that are terrible because I mean, I'm just gonna be basically copy and pasting uh, what I say for each of these. The CGI, absolutely terrible. It does not hold up in 2021. It's just it's horrendous. Like compared to the first two movies, it's terrible. Then you got terrible dialogue. It is the worst out of the three movies. It is just uh, it's offensively bad sometimes. And I'm I just roll my eyes and I'm like that's a stupid one liner. And this is back in the golden age of of movies of action movies where one liners were were pertinent in every single action movie. You don't really get that nowadays in Marvel movies. Yeah, you get one liners, but not nearly as as bad like in this movie. Then you have a terrible score, except the finale. I loved the music that was playing during Jean Grey's death. I, I really do enjoy that part, but everything else as far as the score, horrendous, horrendous. And then you got the story, makes no sense. None of the storylines are fleshed out. It's like they couldn't decide what movie they wanted to make, so they just decided to make all three movies into one. They had a Cure movie that revolved around all the mutants being cured. Then they had a a Dark Phoenix movie all into one. I said three storylines, but it's really only like two. Uh, but there's two storylines woven into one. You could have made a movie about the Cure in in the number three movie, and then movie number four done Dark Phoenix. I I think that would have been more appropriate. Like I just don't understand how they decided to go with two huge storylines and then it's like you know you try to do two things at once and you don't accomplish anything that's basically what happened now to mention a couple of things that i absolutely loved about this movie now would this movie work with an extra 30 minutes i don't think so i really don't you know sometimes adding time to a movie to flesh out these characters and flesh out scenes and make them breathe a little bit more actually, you know, helps a film, but I think that would actually hurt this film. The reason why I think this film is so successful in my mind, and it's not successful in a lot of people's minds, I understand that. I, I think the pacing is absolutely phenomenal. Now, granted, the reason the pacing is quote-unquote phenomenal is because they don't let any of this stuff make sense in the movie. Like, they're jumping from scene to scene so quickly that none of it makes sense, and I understand that. But I feel like when I was watching this movie and I got to the part where the Golden Gate Bridge bridge incident happened, I was like, how much longer do we have? Wait, I only have like 20 more minutes in this movie? 30 more minutes in this movie? Wow, that that hour flew by super quick so I mean I think it's paced really well but also it there I mean there's a reason why it's like that and I understand that but to me I think if you add another 15 20 minutes to this movie I, I don't ne- I don't think that necessarily helps it I think that'll actually hurt the movie and, and makes it so bad it's bad and but all in all this movie is just entertaining like I said the action is is so much better in this movie than it was in the first two movies. There's so much more action, and it's because you care about these characters, and regardless of what I said a minute ago about these characters having different motivations and different personalities, you know, there's still these characters at, at the center, okay? They might be a little bit different than what we've seen in the first two movies, but the actors and what they bring to the table, 
really help elevate those those roles a little bit and make you care for them. And I like I said, I don't think that movie works if it's the first or the second movie. I think it's only the third movie. And then the ending. The ending absolutely works for me. I don't know if it works for everybody else, but watching these two movies, watching Wolverine and Jean Grey interact with each other, you can you can tell that Wolverine loves her. They don't have a ton of screen time together to develop that relationship, but it's enough there to to really help this final scene where Wolverine is fighting to save her, and then she's just like, save me. And the final thing that he says to her is, I love you. And he just kills her. And that's super powerful for me, and it worked really, really well. And the fact that they continue that tread, that, that little thread into the Wolverine trilogy just makes it so much better, and it really elevates that trilogy a lot. It works both ways, in my opinion. And I, I may be in the minority as far as liking the the ending, but I, I really did enjoy it. Now, the dumb thing that happens is the very, very end. Obviously, Magneto loses his powers, and then at the very end, it shows him moving the chess piece. Like, bruh. Like, I understand that was the, the reshoots and the re-edits to make it more open-ended, uh, but they should have stuck to their guns and just made him lose his powers. And then you have Charles Xavier transferring his consciousness into another person. I need to rewatch these movies, but I don't believe that ever gets explained. I, I may be wrong. Uh, I, I know that he comes back as himself, but it never explains the whole Xavier thing, the end credit scene. It just never explains it. And I'm not super familiar with it, so... I'm going to be interested in watching the rest of these movies to to see how that gets fleshed out. The the, the timelines and, and whatnot, I understand it's all X-Men, and none of it makes sense, so it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I, I really do enjoy this movie. I think they really rushed this movie. I think if they had taken like another year or two, or another year or two to to rewrite the scripts, to get all these characters back, give James Marsden some more opportunities to be Cyclops, that would have been more impactful in the movie. I mean, you have the guy that loved her. You have two guys that love Jean Grey. You kill one off and just like that, and he has like four minutes of screen time, and there's not really any time to, to reflect on his death. And then you jump right into Charles Xavier's death. So it's two major deaths back-to-back, and we don't really have time to to explore those emotional connections with the characters. Yeah, we got a little bit more with Charles Xavier than we did with Cyclops. In fact, nothing ever got said about Cyclops. It was just, we're, we're Cyclops. We're Cyclops, Gene. That was legit the last thing that got said about Cyclops. They didn't have any type of memorial for him. They didn't say anything about him. It just went on with the rest of the movie. So there was no emotional attachment to him. I, I feel like if he would have got more screen time and he, maybe he died like towards the end of the movie, like let's say let's say the movie was different. Let's say the in a perfect world, he lived to the very end of the movie and he died. And then Wolverine realized, hey, he just killed she just killed uh Cyclops. Now it's my turn. I have to end this. I can't let her her live anymore. I have to go kill her. And and that's in order to save her. I feel like that would have been a much more effective finale 
if she kills Cyclops at the end and then Wolverine comes in and has to kill Jean Grey or the Phoenix, whatever you want to call her. I think that would have been much more powerful and would have been a significantly better ending because then you have the the attached the you have the emotional center of him trying to revenge Cyclops's death. So he's dealing with that plus dealing with having to kill Jean Grey. And yeah, early in the movie you had two deaths back to back, but there were scenes in between. This one, he loses a friend, a quote unquote friend and then immediately loses the love of his life. And it's just two deaths back-to-back, I think, would have been significantly better. But that's just my opinion. Uh, But overall, I thought it was entertaining. I thought the pacing was great. Uh, If the pacing's off, I I don't know if I like this movie. It's just, it's good, stupid fun. It really is. It's so bad it's good, and I can't say the same about Alien 3. It's just, I I love watching X-Men movies, and I love the fact that this is an action movie. Finally, we get an action movie with X-Men. Granted, the action looks terrible, but it's action nonetheless. I gave this movie three stars. I originally gave it three and a half, but I bumped it down because, look, I, I got to be a little consistent here, and I got to score it based on what the film is. If we're going based on when the film is, we're going to go probably a two. But I got to bump it up a little bit because I like it so much, okay? So three stars mainly with a little bit of an asterisk there because it's not a three-star movie. It's a three-star movie for me, but really it's probably a one and a half or two-star movie if we're being completely honest about what type of film this is. It's a terrible movie. There's really no good thing about this movie, and if you sit there and say, well, this, this, and this are really bad, that's why I hate it, I would go, and you're right, and you're right. I won't try to talk you off the ledge. I won't try to convince you otherwise because, I mean, you're right at the end of the day. I just find it highly entertaining and and whatnot, and that's really the only good thing that I can say about it is it's entertaining. But three stars, I, I recommend it, but I will go ahead and tell you that in the original trilogy, this movie is disliked the most out of the three. From what I've read on the internet, from my experiences with this movie, everybody talks trash about this movie. So maybe you should rent it, but I say go buy the box the box set and just get all the movies. Uh, I think it's $15 on Vudu and digital, but you can go find it in the box set and get it cheaper than that and get a bunch of movies together at once. But that's just my opinion. Uh, y'all let me know what you think of The Last Stand. How does it stand up against the rest of the movies? Pun intended, by the way. Uh, You let me know how you like this movie, where it's at in your rankings of the original trilogy. Uh, I'm not going to give out my rankings just yet. Y'all know the final movie is where the rankings come out. But I think that's going to conclude my review for X-Men The Last Stand. I appreciate y'all joining me on this episode, and I will catch y'all next time.